0: And welcome to Greater Faith. You're listening to Faithfulness to the House of God, a message from Dwight Terry. We hope that today's message blesses and encourages you as you go through your day. Galatians 5-7. Let's just jump into it. I always jump into it. All right, we got scripture. You did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? Who did it? Who did it? Who prevented you from obeying the truth? Who was your obstruction from obeying the truth? Who got in your way? Who distracted you? What was in your path? What was in your way? What was hindering you from your walk with God? There's a hindering spirit. What was hindering you with your talk with God? What interfered with your time with God? With your prayer time with God? What interfered with your investment in the kingdom of God? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all this shall be added unto you. It's not just money. It's so much more, it's your time, it's your treasure, it's your life. What does it do if I gain the whole world and lose my soul? It doesn't do me any good. Who or what is preventing you from obeying the truth? What was and what is the obstruction in your life? What is the obstruction between you and God? What's what's obstructing your sight, your sight line, your vision? What's obstructing your perception of God, your perception with God, your perception, your understanding of the Godhead? Are you seeing things you shouldn't be seeing and not seeing what you should be seeing? Is deception messing with your perception? Am I hearing? And we do this all the time. Am I hearing but not listening? Am I hearing but not understanding? Can we even see past the obstructions and the obstacles in our life? There's so many obstructions and there's so many obstacles in our life. And they drown out that still small voice of God that's trying to talk to us. You ran well. Are you running well? Are you running well? Don't stop running. Don't stop running. Don't let anything stop you. Don't let anything hinder you from running. Are you lost? Are you off course? Find your way back. Find your way back. What has hindered you? What has hindered your walk with Jesus, your run with God? What is it? Who is it? What is so embarrassing that it's hindering your walk and your run with God? And we all have a past. Jim and I talked about this a little bit tonight before service. We all have a past. We all have a closet that sometimes we don't want to open that door. What's bothering your heart? What's restricting you? What's restricting your heart? What's restricting your feelings? Your love for God? What's restricting the flow between you and God? The lifeline between you and God? What's the blockage? Who or what is holding you back? Who? Or what is discouraging you? Who or what has discouraged you? Who or what is the obstacle? Is the obstruction? Is the burden? Is the burden too heavy for you? What? Who? Can you not carry? All With God, all things are possible. Cast your... Burden upon Jesus. Cast your cares upon Jesus. Learn of him. Come to him. Learn of him. Find rest for your souls. Humble yourselves under his mighty hand and cast all your cares upon him. Is the weight, W E I G H T, the weight, is it too much? Is it too heavy? Is the weight, W A I T, is the weight too long? Is it too much? Wait on the Lord, be of good courage. Wait on the Lord, wait in faith on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord, waiting on Jesus, waiting on God is being proactive. It's being proactive. Because the Bible tells you so, the scripture tells you, Psalms tells you, wait in faith. Waiting on the Lord is being faithful. Wait on the Lord. What is so big and so influential in your life right here and right now? that it hinders you from obeying the truth. Who is so big and so influential in your life right now that they hinder you from obeying the truth? You did run well, and we all need to be running with God. We all need a good, long run with God like for the rest of our lives. A good, long run with God. Who or what has that much control? Who or what has that much influence in your life? I got your answer. I've got your answer, and I know a lot of us just have seen this on Facebook, but I had this planned out way ahead of time. If you want to know your answers right here, feel free to come up after service and find out what it is. 2022 Gallup poll says 92% of people who attend church at least once a week, a weekly basis, just once a week, say they are very happy with life. 92% of people who attend church once a week are very happy with life. 80% of people who attend church less than once a week, but on a regular basis. Now, I don't know what that means. If you're not attending church once a week, I don't know how it's a regular basis, but attending church less than once a week but on a regular basis, 80% of those people still say they are very happy with life. 92% are very happy. They attend weekly. 80% attend regularly. Very happy with life. 25% of the people who never go to church... Say they are very happy with life. That means 75% of them are not happy with life. So the love of money, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, the cares of the world, apparently they're very overrated. Very overrated. Is it any wonder that King David writes in Psalm 122 and 1, David has the cares of the world on his shoulders. He's king for 40 years. All the problems of his kingdom fall on him. And David writes, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Woo! Let us go into the house of the Lord. Peter put it this way, but with a twist. 1 Peter 4. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begins at us, what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? If the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? We used to run 50 to 60 people every Wednesday night. We used to run 80 to 120 every Sunday. Where are they? Where are those righteous, the just, the justified? Oh, that's never going to happen. That was my mind thought. That's never going to happen. If the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? I'm talking tonight about faithfulness to the house of God. Faithfulness to the house of God. I've heard heard Pastor Azzalini throw this out a couple times in the, the previous few weeks. He didn't preach on it. He didn't go into great detail about it. It was just one of those seeds. And he just threw it out there. And it stuck in my heart. It stuck in my mind. And I know we talked a lot about faithfulness in here lately. But faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit. And if it's a fruit of the Spirit, we need to grow it. We need to tend to it. We need to nurture it. We need to fertilize it. We need to feast on faithfulness. We need to feast on faithfulness to the house of God. If it's a food of the Spirit, just like love and joy and peace are, and we all want love and joy and peace, you can never have too much love and you can never have too much joy. And Lord knows we can never have too much peace. And you can never have too much faithfulness. You can never have too much faithfulness to the house of God. Never. You can never have too much faithfulness to the house of God. The Gallup poll says only 30% of Americans attend church at least once a week. 30% now. Of that 30%, remember, 92% are very happy. And since the beginning of 2020, one in five people have stopped attending church regularly. That's 20% of people have stopped attending church regularly since 2020. And those 30% that remain, which is us, are considered to be very, very religious because we go to church at least once a week. Very religious. The very religious group tend to have less depression. They have less anxiety. They have less negativity. They have less stress. They have less suicidal tendencies. They have less suicidal thoughts. They live healthier lives. They make better life choices. They adapt more easily to life's problems, to health problems. They recover quickly, more quickly from sickness and disease. They recover more quickly from surgery. The very religious group, it's the core. I've said it many times. It's the core. It's the strength of the church. The very religious group cope better with adversity. And we cope better with adversity because we have lots of experience with storms of life, don't we? But we have an anchor to hold us in the storms of life. Woo! We have. Woo! In the storms of life. We know we have Jesus that will stand in the middle of the storm and say, peace, be still. Sometimes, man, sometimes we just need to take a moment. Ephesians says, having done all, stand. Sometimes we just need to take a moment in life. When there's a storm going on, when things aren't going right, Jim, we just need to take a moment and stand and say, in Jesus' name, peace be still. The religious group, once a week, they're more hopeful. They're more optimistic. They have higher self-esteem. They have more confidence in life. They handle changes. Better than most people. Faithfulness to the house of God just doesn't give you life. But it gives you that more abundant life. It gives you life more abundantly that we're all seeking, that we're all striving for, that we're all praying for, that we're all hoping for. You want life more abundantly. Be faithful to the house of God. Joshua 24, starting at verse 14, Joshua writes, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him with sincerity and in truth. And when you read the Bible and you come across fear the Lord, I'm just going to throw this out there. When you come across fear the Lord, fear the Lord most times, doesn't mean to be afraid of God. Fear of the Lord means to reverence God. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That means work out your own salvation in reverence to an awesome God. Because God is awesome. God is awesome. What God is doing at Greater Faith is awesome. What God has done in our lives is awesome. My God is an awesome God. And serve him with sincerity and in truth. Sincerity is without deceit, without lies. So throw your book of excuses away. Throw throw it away. Joshua goes on and says, And put away the gods which your fathers served. On the other side of Egypt, the flood and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Put away your past. The gods which my father served were sports, were the Red Sox and the Patriots. It's your past. Lock that closet door, baby. Lock that closet door and throw away the key. Your past is your past. Put it behind you. If there was ever a time to put your past behind you and make a new move forward, this is the moment in your life. If you've ever wanted a time to start to move forward with God, this is the time because greater faith is moving forward. It's a new beginning. Behold, all things, old things are passed away. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. All things are becoming new at greater faith. Put your past behind you. And Joshua continues in verse 15. And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Choose you this day whom you will serve. You did run well. Woo, you did run well. Who did hinder you? Forget the selfie. Forget the selfie. Just pull out the mirror. Who did hinder you? Man, it's that guy right there. Hinders me all the time. The gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood. The gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. You don't have to live like the world. You don't have to act like the world. You don't have to speak like the world. You don't have to stay home from church like the 70% of the rest of this country does. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Woo! As for me and my house, and I thought about this as I was writing this, as I was putting this together. As for me in my house, you know, I can't make those in my house do anything because they have free will. But this house right here, as for me in my house, my house, my free will... I'm gonna serve the Lord when I can get to the point where I'm where I can say, as for me and my house, not my will be done, but your will be done. I'm gonna serve you. No matter how much life tries to hinder me, no matter how many obstacles there are, no many how many obstructions there are, no many how, how many problems there are, no matter how many storms there are. I'm going to serve the Lord. Woo. And I struggled with that for years. Near the end of 2015. It was a New Year's resolution. We were just talking about this. It was a New Year's resolution. And I challenged myself to be faithful to the house of God. I challenged myself not to miss church anymore. I challenged myself to be renewed in the spirit of my mind, to be renewed in in the thinking of my mind. I had been in church for 20 years, and I had been faithful. Everything runs in seasons. Most of the time I was here, 80% of the time I was here, and we've all been there. And there's probably been seasons where I was there. What's a season? Three months where I was at church 70% of the time. And maybe there was seasons when I was at church 60% of the time. But I came to the house of God most of the time. But I lacked faithfulness. I lacked faithfulness. I had an excuse for missing church every time I miss church. I had an excuse for missing church. I had no reason to miss church. But I had an excuse. I had an excuse. People ask you, why would you stay home? And we say, no reason. I had no reason. But I had an excuse. I had health issues. I had an excuse. Needed to watch a football game. I had an excuse. Didn't feel like getting up. I had an excuse. Too tired to go on Wednesday night. Too lazy to go on Wednesday night. I had an excuse. Wait a minute, let me get my book. I'll find an excuse. I got one in here. But I got to the point where I wanted more with God. I wanted greater with God. Greater works than knees. Somewhere along the way, that phrase stuck in my mind. I wanted the greater works than knees. shall you do. And I had to throw away my book of excuses. I had physical problems. Well, who doesn't? When I sat home on Wednesday nights or Sunday mornings, you know what? I still had the same problems, right? When I'm tired on Wednesday night, well, so was everybody else. But I wanted a better run with God. I wanted better prayer with God. I wanted more powerful prayer with God. I wanted to run closer to God. I wanted to walk closer to God. I wanted to be closer to God. I wanted to make a difference, but I wasn't faithful. I wanted to be the difference, but I wasn't faithful. I wanted to be the difference in my life, in the house of God, in the lives of others. I wanted to be a light unto the world. I wanted God to use me. But I wasn't faithful to the house of God. So it was a New Year's resolution. I will not miss church starting in 2016. But I did. I missed two services in 2016. I remember I went to see my sister in Illinois. I didn't have an excuse. I had a reason why I missed church. And I missed a couple services in 2017 because I had to take my daughter to Lexington. I didn't have an excuse. I had a reason. And I missed church a couple times in 2018. And there wasn't an excuse. It was a reason why I missed church. And finally, in 2019, I went the whole year without missing church. Man, that's hard to do. It's hard to do not to get sick, not, not to have problems, not to have your car break down, not to have a flat tire on the way, not to have everything hinder you. It had become a fight with my flesh. But when I made that change in my heart and my mind, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. My spiritual life fell into place when I became faithful. Just making that choice, just making that free will choice, not my will be done, but your will be done, God. Not my will, but your will. Saturday nights didn't become an internal battle, an internal struggle. Right? Do we not go through this? Saturday night is a battle between my flesh and my spirit. Am I going to church tomorrow? Or am I just going to stay home and do nothing? And then feel guilt and shame and condemnation all the way until Wednesday. And then Wednesday, we do the exact same thing. I would do the exact same thing. Wednesday, I'd be thinking, am I going to church tonight? I don't know Uh, I didn't go Sunday Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna go tonight I wasn't there Sunday and if I skipped Wednesday night then the guilt and the shame and the condemnation was even worse and we used to have a person at church that when you missed service and you'd walk in he'd say you weren't here Sunday or you weren't here Wednesday whoo it was like a dagger in your heart I took my ego out of the equation. I took my ego, myself, out of the decision. The who and the what and the where and the when and the why and the how. None of that mattered anymore. The who and the what and the why and the where and the how. I didn't let it hinder me anymore. I let the word of God take control of my life. God was no longer my co-pilot. I gave the controls to God. And I let him fly. I let him be in charge. Because I don't have a pilot's license anyway. Peter tells us to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. That he may exalt you in due season. 20 years I had struggled. And I'm trying to help somebody tonight. 20 years I had struggled. It was way past due season. Way past due season. And in 2016 is when I preached my first message at Greater Faith Church. God blessed me God blessed me and God opened door after door after door after door just by make, just by me making that decision to be faithful to the house of God. I missed a couple services, yes, but it wasn't because of an excuse. It was because of a reason, but God opened door after door after door after door for me because I changed my thinking and I became faithful to the house of God. My flesh and your flesh is enmity against God. My flesh, your flesh, they hate our soul and our spirit. That's why we battle. Saturday night, Sunday morning, Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening. Sometimes Tuesday nights, sometimes Monday night. Might as well throw in Thursday and Friday too. The battle goes on all week. My flesh and my ego, and your flesh and your ego, ego, it hates serving God. It just hates serving God. That's just how it is. Our flesh hates being faithful to the house of God. When I finally learned to step out of my flesh and my carnality and my ego and I learned to finally step into my soul and my spirit and let God take control of my life and I gave God control of my life it no longer became a weekly battle. Sunday mornings no longer became a battle. Am I Sunday morning? I'm coming to church. Am I going to worship? Do I feel like worshiping? What am I going to do? It's not an option anymore. I'm coming to church. I'm going to be faithful to the house of God. I'm here. I might as well worship. I might as well shout. I might as well praise. Well, I might as well run a few laps while I'm here. What the heck? Woo! Let me give God some praise. How I felt. No longer became an issue. No longer became an option. No longer mattered. As for me and my house. Woo! We're gonna serve the Lord, baby. We're gonna run and we're gonna shout and we're gonna praise. And even though I can't sing, I'm gonna sing with Ben anyway. Woo! And I'm gonna love the Lord, my God, with all of my heart, with all of my feelings. Oh, maybe I'm too emotional. Well, maybe I'm not emotional enough. Maybe I'm too loud. Well, maybe I'm not loud enough. I'm going to love the Lord my God with all my mind, with all my thoughts, with all my thinking, with all my speaking. I'm going to meditate on His Word daily. I'm going to love the Lord with all of my strength I run. That's my worship. Here's where we fall short. We don't serve the Lord with our strength. We rob God of his worship. We rob God of his praise. We rob God of his glory. Because we don't serve him enough with our strength. Worship and praise God with your strength while you can. Worship and praise God with your strength while you still can. Continue to get out of your seats. Continue to march. Continue to shout and praise and sing. Continue to come to the altar. Continue to lay hands on others. Continue to pray for others. Worship God with your strength. I run because I'm still alive. I run because I can still run. And there may be a day when I can't run. But I'm going to run while I can still run because my praise is in my run. Find your praise. Use your strength to praise and worship God. Use your strength to give God glory. We don't use our strength enough. You are here. On Sundays, you are here. Man, you're here. Use your strength. Get out of your seats. Yes, it's scary. March around the church. March around the church. Run with me. Man, how awesome would that be? How awesome would that be, Brandon? Run with me. I Running is crazy. God is crazy. Two Sundays ago, I I when I wait for God, I wait for that word, I wait for that little small voice to say, go, and I go, and two Sundays ago, I jumped out, and I ran, and I usually run a lap, or I run three laps, and I ran seven laps, and before service, I had said to Teresa, and Wed, and Joyce, and I turned around, and looked at them, and I said, I'm just giving you a heads up, but man, the spirit's all over me today, so watch out. And I ran seven laps and I should have run ten. God is so good. My God is an awesome God. Woo! Who did hinder you? Who hindered you? I hindered myself. I hindered my faithfulness to the house of God. I hindered myself. Acts 3 and 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. Peter and John were faithful to the house of God. Peter wasn't perfect, right? Peter's far from perfect. Peter's got a temper. Peter's far from perfect. John wasn't perfect. John was full of himself. You read the gospels. John said the disciple whom Jesus loved. John was full of himself. None of us are perfect. But they were faithful. If I'm not faithful, God cannot use me. How can God use me? If he's not even sure if I'm going to be here on a Sunday or a Wednesday. Verse 2. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried. Whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple. This man is lame from birth. He's lame from the day he was born. And yet daily, he is laid at the house of God. There's a lot of effort going into getting this man to the house of God every single day. He's not doing it himself. There's a lot of effort going into getting this man to the house of God every day. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his brother or his sister. Take the time for your brothers and your sisters when you're scrolling through social media and you come across that prayer request. Lay down your life for 30 seconds. Lay down your life for two minutes. Step out in faith and pray healing. Step out in faith and pray for that person whether you know them or not. Lay down your life for a moment. Verse 3, the layman who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an alms. And an alms is anything given to the poor or needy. Give me anything. He's saying, give me anything. I don't care. Give me anything. And Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John said, look on us. Verse 5, it continues, and he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. This lame man is coming to the house of God every single day, and he's expecting to receive something. It puts some of us to shame. He's lame. He's totally lame. He's totally dependent on others for his survival. And yet he's coming to the house of God daily. Faithfully he's coming to the house of God. Yes, he's not necessarily there to hear the word of God. But what is this man perceiving? What is this man hearing every day? What is this man seeing every day? What is he hearing every day? What is entering into his heart every day? He's there every single day. You said it, Jim, about being here And just standing outside and talking. How awesome is that? Yes, and I know this man is just there to beg. But even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table, right? His very survival, this man's very survival, depends on his faithfulness to the house of God. Think about that. His survival depends on his faithfulness to the house of God. And he gives heed expecting to receive something from Peter and John. This man, he's there daily. He sees everyone. He sees everything going on. He sees everyone coming and going. He sees Peter and John every day coming into the house of God. He knows who Peter and John are. He knows Peter and John are disciples of this Jesus guy. This guy that they're of the way. Of the way of Jesus. This man that they claim to be the Messiah. He knows and he hears all the talk about Jesus being the Messiah. He's heard all the stories About Jesus. He's heard about the healings of Jesus. He's heard about the works of Jesus. He knows who Peter and John are. He sees them every day. In verse 6. Peter says unto him. He says look on us. Look on us. Silver and gold have I none. I don't have any money to give you. I don't have any money to give you tonight. You sung it, Ben. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. I don't have anything to give you tonight except the name of Jesus. I don't have money to give you. I can pray with you, and I'll pray with you in Jesus' name. I don't have anything to give you except the name of Jesus. It's all I have, and it's all we need. It's all we need. I thought of this right before I came to church. I was rereading through my notes. And I thought about Jesus saying to Philip before he fed the multitude. He said to Philip, Philip came to him with five loaves and two fish. A little boy had five loaves and two fish. And Philip said to him, this is all we have. And Jesus told Philip, you feed them. And I've always thought, what are you going to feed them, Philip? He's put the ball in your court. And it just occurred to me today. The fruit of the Spirit. Give them the love. Give them the joy. Give them the peace. Give them the meekness and the kindness and the goodness and the patience and the self-control and the faith. And the faithfulness that we need. Faithfulness to the house of God. You wonder to yourselves. I wonder to myself. What can my faithfulness. Really do in my life. Humble yourself. Under the mighty hand of God. And he will exalt you. In due season. Do you suppose this lame man. Ever believed that he would walk. Lame since the day he was born. Do you suppose he ever thought. That he would walk. There's no way he ever expected to walk. But in the twinkling. In the moment of a twinkling of an eye. He was healed and made whole. And leaped and shouted for joy. Because my God's an awesome God. The faithfulness of Peter and John. And the faithfulness of a lame man. lay daily at the house of God came together on this day, and God moved in their lives. Not just the laymen, but think of what Peter and John went through when they saw this miracle happen. The people at the temple, at the house of God, you know everybody heard about this great miracle. The people in Jerusalem, you know they all heard about this great miracle. Jesus That one those people believed was Messiah. He's dead. But this lame man was healed in the name of Jesus. It changed the lame man. Changed everything in his life. It changed his family. It changed Jerusalem. It changed Peter and John. It changed everything. Faithfulness to the house of God. Faithfulness to the house of God will change your life. It will change your lives. It will change the lives of your family. It will change the lives of your friends. It will change the lives of everybody in this building. It will change the lives of everybody you meet. You want to change the world? You want to change your world? Be faithful to the house of God. Be faithful to the house of God. Let's stand tonight. Thanks for joining with us today. Be sure to check us out online at greaterfaith.church or find us on Facebook by searching My Greater Faith. There you can watch this sermon and others, as well as live stream all available services. If you like what you heard today, be sure to follow our podcast for new sermons and Bible studies as they become available. Greater faith. Everyone's welcome. Nobody's perfect. And anything's possible.